Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Opinions and Buttholes. Everyone's got one. I'm Jake. I'm Matt. Let's talk about it. You better ask somebody. Okay, let's see what happens. Okay. Gotta pause that. Check, check. We're rolling. <clears throat> uh, no, because it's live for the first episode. They went live with it. Oh, you're talking about that that new YouTube show you want to watch? Yeah, it's the premiere. So it's just they're rolling. Locked. So I don't know how long it's going to be. Locked so it in live. alone. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's like live today or what. Like they're just starting it today. Maybe. And running it live all across the nation. <laughs> Looks like 16 YouTubers, 16 terrified places, locked in alone. Yeah. Episode one. on What is that? Omar Gosh TV? Yeah. I've been waiting for this. They, yeah, they, it says started 11 minutes ago. It they advertised it's, it's, this it's like alive. a month ago when I started subscribing. Just in, I hit notification to remind me when it's going to start. Yeah, I think I'd pass. Because uh, there's some of the places on here. They're going to the Villisca Axe Murder House in Idaho. They're going to, uh, over in uh, Kansas, they're going to the Sally House. They got someone inside this place. They got someone inside, uh, uh, well, I think they got one inside the uh, Conjuring House. They got like 16 really haunted locations all at the same time. They're all locked in. Alone. Oh, so they're all going, this out looks like, looks like simultaneous. they're all going live at the same time. Yeah. And just cutting in just adding the feeds in together yeah that's crazy there's there's some places that i would just avoid I'm like yeah well yeah dude I there's some of these I, places on here that you've just heard stories about yeah i don't think i need to go visit those places i think i'm okay. yeah no all right we ready man there's no error this time and everything's everything we just got to reformat every time yeah i just had to well i reformatted this card last time i didn't i reformatted on the computer right and then i just been using it and I think it just had some kind of error. Right, and right. So I've used, I used the audio interface, our actual, this the P, Zoom P4, to format the card. So hopefully we won't have that issue ever again. Right. Hopefully. We'll see. If not, this thing's getting fired and I'm going to buy a P8. There you go. That one, that one you can plug in more mics and it's got more buttons. Sound pad, we can add, add in more sound effects. Heck yeah. And we're back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and we're back. What else does this have? Oh yeah, the laugh. The clap button. Claps and then the joke. Yeah, the joke button. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I, and then I think I found a video on uh, reformatting these. We can program to what we whatever we want. We just have to put the file on the oh for the sound effects. Yeah, put the file on the memory card, transfer it onto the, bum, onto bum, the bum, 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 bum. yeah, <laughs> and another one. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, what we got? What so, we... first off, welcome to another episode. I'm your host Jake. I'm here with my co-host. What's up, everybody? It's Matt. You heard us talking a minute ago. We had a little difficulty when we started this, so now we're going to keep it short and sweet. Uh. Our first, when we started this, we were going to do the top 25 inventors. 
Um, but we have to shorten it up a little bit because it is Matt's birthday, and I think we might go out to eat for his birthday. So Get some free dessert. We're going to try to keep this one short and sweet and uh, see what happens. But uh, Yeah, we got the idea because we did uh, top 20 inventions. So yeah. we might as well do the inventors of some of those inventions. Yeah, for sure. And uh, first and foremost, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We yeah, appreciate thanks, all thanks. the people following us. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Across the world. You know, we've had people listen in like 13 different countries now. and I don't know if they're still listening, but, but we've so had That's pretty cool. Somebody, somebody out there listened. It's pretty cool that somebody out there listened to our episodes in another country across the pond. And uh, it's been so much fun doing this, and we're going to keep doing it. We're not going to stop. Hopefully, we can get some more listeners. We run into uh, technical difficulties sometimes, and Matt figures it out. And we get going again and get rocking and rolling. And uh, the only problem is we just lost forty minutes of content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's okay. I mean, it happens. What do you do? Um, we release these for your guys's, uh, just your entertainment. Sure. I'm going to get another one of these and I'm going to hook up both of them to record simultaneously. So I have a backup. There you go. That's what I'm going to end up doing. Or just get a bigger one. Yeah. I want another the, one. I want the P8. This is the P4. It runs four, has four inputs. There's a P8. That's like a big mixer board that has eight mic inputs. Hence the name. P8. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, why this yeah. is called the P4, and that's right. P8. Gotcha, good. Yeah, I want that's the one that I really want because that's and got a bunch of one. bunch of buttons. There you go, got a little sound effects. It's got a stuff. bunch of buttons. So, like we said, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, you know, uh, we've only had like one person giving us feedback. Give us feedback if you're listening to this. Give us feedback. So before we start this, I did get a little bit of feedback. So we tell you if you know us, text us a little bit. Um, so, as many of you know, I, I mentioned my neighbor Ted on here a lot because he uh, he texts me almost every time he listens to an episode. And I like hearing his feedback and his thoughts on something. He helps us f- remember the name of something or gives us a little, uh, little bit of information that kind of helps explain things. So, the two things that he sent me. Um, so, the beer jug that Matt bought at the Busted Knuckle Brewery. Shout out Busted Knuckle. Oh yeah, that uh, big old the blueberry muffin beer that you got. I got some it's in called the fridge. A growler. Growler. Yep, right. it's a half gallon or a gallon growler. Yeah, and the cool thing is it's only ten bucks once you buy it. Like it's the the glass growler itself is a set price, and the koozie that that right. we got for it is a set price. But then once you go in for every <clears throat> refill, ten bucks a refill. Ten bucks to refill it. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. And then uh, on our on our uh, on that same episode, we were talking about how. Uh, me and Matt just get along so much and how good of friends we are and stuff. And he said that uh, um, Matt, me and Matt are like kindred spirits. Cause, and I had to look it up because I don't really understand what a kindred spirit is. But it's two people that uh, have a lot in common that share the same views on life and agree a lot. Something like that. So that, that makes sense to me. Because I think most of the things we talk about, we agree on. Most of them. There's very little we don't agree on. But you know, like like uh, like like your mom said in Vegas, and I think on this one, conversation is the most important thing you can have, and you can agree to disagree and still be friends. Still be friends. A yeah. good crazy thing. We, we've talked about Troy a few times, and we watched that just last weekend. And remember the scene after after. Uh, Eric Bannis' character gets killed by Troy because I mean yep. he, he goes in and fights who he thinks is Troy and kills him, but it was his cousin, his little, his younger cousin. Yeah, and uh, then Troy 
gets all pissed off and then he knows he's got to fight him because he messed up and blah, blah, blah. He kills him. The The king sneaks in to Troy's uh, tent and he's like, how did you, or Achilles, Troy, Achilles tent. Remember that they're after that scene? Yeah. And one of the things he says is, is so something we can still be enemies. We we're enemies, but I can still respect you. Yeah, for sure. No, I, th I thought that was pretty. That was pretty. <clears throat> that's crazy. a great like, scene. That's pretty crazy. So, it really is. I like I mean, that. Yeah, because they're they were enemies. I mean, they're there. Agamemnon and his army and all these guys were there to conquer Troy. Right. <laughs> and is and he goes up and show he goes to Achilles' tent and he says we we're we can be we can be enemies or we are enemies, but I can still respect you. Right. That's kind of cool. What's that? He was trying to get his son's body. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah, trying to get his son's body. Yeah, he drug it out. That was pretty messed up. Yeah. That's I mean, good. he. I mean, uh, that that prince, he did the right thing because I mean, that kid, he dressed up like Troy, or I keep, on, I keep saying Troy because that's the name of the movie. He dressed up like Achilles, and because Achilles trained him, he fights with that similar style. I was not as obviously nowhere near as good right but he tricked everybody to think he was achilles with his armor and his 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 movements and everything and fought in his place making the army think that it was him and well you're not as good as achilles so you died yeah i mean well that was uh that was achilles nephew yeah that's what sparked, nephew, cousin whatever that's what sparked whatever. him wanting to kill paris's brother uh what was his name uh, i don't remember what his name was Oh, it was like a Hispanic name. Hector? Hector. Was it Hector? Yeah. So when he killed Hector. Hector, who was played by Eric Bana. <laughs> yeah. He, Eric Bana is the one that killed Achilles' nephew. Yeah. But it looked, yeah. he, he thought he was fighting Achilles. Because he was dressed like Achilles. He yeah. had his armor on and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Kindred spirits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah was, I like that. It was a roundabout way of saying that people can get along and not agree on shit. Yeah, like mayonnaise or yeah. mayonnaise or miracle. Like I can be your enemy, but still respect you. It's it's a beautiful saying, it really is. So, for the top twenty greatest inventors of all time, we're going to keep this short and sweet. Uh, this is kind of a topic neither one of us know much about, but that's why we're putting it out there just for knowledge. Well, we got a good list. You got a good list for us from uh, multiple internet sources. Multiple internet sources. It's inventors and discoverers, and uh, so. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to do the top 20 and we'll throw a couple honorable mentions in there because there's a couple people. Below there's a couple and like who's on like 22. Yep. 22. Number, number 22 needs was to be a mentioned. pretty, uh, pretty significant person. All right. So and number is, 20, number 20 is pretty significant because on the recording that messed up, we already talked about him. But uh, yeah, this one might be a little bit deeper conversation, but I think we already know what we're going to say. So uh, number 20 is Rudolph Diesel. Yeah. He is the inventor of the diesel engine. Um, this article says Rudolf Diesel was a German mechanical engineer and inventor best remembered for inventing the diesel engine. After diesel's demise, his engine became an important substitution for the steam pistol or steam piston engine. The engine became widespread in applications such as agricultural machines, submarines, ships, and trucks. His life inspired the 1942 biographical film Diesel, in which he was played by Willie Burgel. Yeah, it's because uh, like with it says agricultural, that was it was hard to use a steam engine to to move. I mean, the steam engine was great; it was a lot of trains, but to try and get a little steam engine to to 
help on your farm that was kind of tricky to keep creating that steam yeah and this engine made it so much easier to um because like trains had had they had the coal room which created that uh the boiler basically the it was a giant boiler room on the train right to create the steam and yep. keep everything going now you just had to dump fuel in it yeah and it's much easier than standing on the back of something with ox yeah with that a bunch too. of oxen that too or shoveling coal constantly into the moosen moosen what's the, what's the plural for moose moosen <laughs> that's brian regan he's so funny he's moose. comedian moose and moose like yeah geese and geese and moose and moose geese and geese mice and mice, mice and mice or you got uh ox and oxen ox and oxen yeah so she asked the smart kid what's the plural for ox he says oxen she goes brian what what's the plural for moose moosen <laughs> that's funny or goose goose and geese but all uh, kinds of all kinds of dumb ones they were able to aggregate more land too when yeah. this diesel engine came around because well, yeah, then they were able, they were able they were, pull the stuff yeah they were able to make smaller engines like a tractor like old school tractors you sat on the transmission there was the tractor engine in the front which had little wheels and then the transmission which had the drive shaft sticking straight out onto the wheels and you sat pretty much on the differential yeah coming out of the back the the back end of the transmission or you sat on that end because the transmission was kind of like a reversed it was like a front engine drive but in re a little bit in reverse and the, the right. axle just stuck right out of the side of the transmission you sat right on top of that yeah <laughs> that shit was crazy man but they were able to make that a lot smaller and then transport it and do all that I wonder how big the first diesel engine was that he invented. Oh, they can be giant. I mean, he probably invented a giant engine, and they were able to compress it into something that would fit inside yeah. of Well, because, I mean, you just scale it down. Yeah. It works the same. But uh, but what a great invention. Yeah. On the right. Lost recording, there was a cool cool section. We, we talked about the little bit of a difference between diesel and and right. gasoline. And I think the main difference we gasoline talked about is, was. Gasoline is combustion, which th there's no. an explosion. Oh, gasoline is yeah, it's combustion. Combustion. There's a combustion and explosion, and diesel is compression. Yep. It's compressed, which causes that force, causes the explosion. Yep. Combustion and compression. Yeah. Diesel is yeah. diesel. You get a lot more fuel economy. And then in the same amount of time, so you run the engines for the same amount of hours, the combustion engine is turning over twice as much as the diesel. Yep. But the diesel is creating a lot more power. Yeah, so you, so you get some wear and tear differences. If you ran them side by stuff. side, straight line at 300 miles, the diesel is 300 miles. You've tech, you've almost ran 600 miles in your engine doing 300 miles in a gas. Yeah. Because yeah. it's double what a diesel would put out. Yeah, it's twice as much. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, just the way we the way that was all brought up when we talked about it, it was pretty crazy. But it's just so people understand the difference between a diesel and a gas engine. A gas engine's combustion a diesel engine spark is compression plug. spark plug ignites the piston goes up compresses the compresses the gasoline air and gasoline fuel the mixture yep. and then the the ignition uh is the the spark is the, the spark plug creates the boom yep with in a gasoline engine and so what a, a so what diesel a uh, engine diesel engine does has glow plugs and what that does is keeps the diesel fuel warm yeah so the compression is easier on it yeah once just that first i'm pretty sure it's just that initial startup yep and then once it's going, it's just compressing, constant just force. The, yeah, and it's creating that yep. boom. 
So that's number 20, Rudolph Diesel. Yeah. What a great invention. We did talk about biodiesel too. That was cool. You can run, yeah. it, run your car yeah. and veg on Vegetable fry oil. oil. Yeah. You can do it. You can. You can if you go to McDonald's, get a bunch of fry oil. Yeah. Uh, number 19, George Stevenson. George Stevenson. The father of railways. The father of railways. Yep. Uh, so George Stevenson was a British mechanical and civil engineer. Stevenson is credited with pioneering rail transport, which is widely regarded as one of the most prominent inventions of the 19th century. Yeah, it opened up a lot of trans. There was transportation that got people oh, yeah. out west, people who couldn't, who didn't want to walk there and get there like that, or or didn't want to move there. They could go take the train, travel, travel, see the west, and then go back. Yeah. Um, that was big, big for transportation. He's regarded as the father of railways. Uh, he's also credited with developing the standard rail gauge, which is used by several railways around the world. I don't know what a rail gauge is. Standard rail it's gauge. It's probably the width of the maybe of the, the thickness of the rail. Yeah. Of the rails. So that way all of the all of the train manufacturers use yep. that that exact so same. So it's standard, so no track is bigger than any other track. So every train could go on any track. Yeah. That seems plausible. I mean, that seems what it is. I, yeah. I'm, don't quote me on it, okay? If you want to know what a rail gauge is, look it up, and you'll be able to figure it's it out. It's nice when manufacturers stick to a standard. Yeah. Because, like, like bicycles, because I, bu I build a lot of bicycles and fix a lot of bicycles, it, you just, there's, there's like, three different, because there's different sizes. If you're working on a specific size, and it, uh, there's there's a couple different technologies, but if you're staying in that one that one lane basically with that same technology you just buy parts and you, yeah. just, you just build it and put it together it's right. not like it's not like i need an alternator and you gotta okay well which manufacturer is it who who builds it which make model and you have to they're all a little bit different the, the part does the exact same thing right it, it does it i mean it it uh runs all your electronics and charges your battery it does the exact same thing but every there's 50 different variations for, right. for a bunch of different applications. So it's kind of um, well, nice. Like you were saying about railways, though, you know, people could get from New York to the West Coast, West Coast to East Coast and stuff. Not only that, you could bring coal from the East to the West to heat houses. You yeah. could bring coal from South to North. You could bring gold from West to East to be sold. I mean, it just, before automobiles and all that, it was horseback and buggy. And then they build these giant railways that this guy invented. And then the standard gauge and all the rail gauge, whatever, and he Shoot, invents the stuff. They used a bunch of those railways when something, so podcast I was listening to it or something, they used them to get ice from where it was still frozen in lakes. They used the rail, like railroad tracks and railways to get it down to the coast and then ship that to India and all over the place. Really? Yeah. That's pretty interesting. They would cut ice out of the ice, out of the frozen top layer of the frozen lake and they would pack it there's a guy who developed a, I, forget, I don't remember what his name is but he developed a method with like cedar wood chips and packing it so it could be shipped to india so it would stay cold stay cold that's cool and they would cut ice cubes and so when it like says that. uh when it says the railways is wide, widely regarded as one of the most prominent inventions of the 19th century that's probably a true statement yeah a lot of that's still used a lot of railways are still used today you can take the amtrak all over the place passenger train and then out here we still ship a lot of grain and a lot of stuff yeah. through the i mean we get we we see our ups trailers go by on trains through here yeah and i, I wonder if they're empty or full i don't know seems I like i bet they, you they're full of stuff 
You think so? Yeah, they drop them off. I don't know where they would drop them off. Maybe it's some. That's how some of the stuff gets to Bismarck. Could be. Never really asked. Never really thought about it. Yeah, I've seen them go by a bunch on the trains. That's kind of cool. Oh, I've seen a few of them go by too. Yeah. So that's number nineteen, George Stevenson, the father of railways. It was number eighteen. Pretty cool. Uh, number eighteen is the one we were going to get to right before the malfunction happened. Yeah. Um, I cannot pronounce this dude's first name. Oh, okay. That's right. Was- His name is uh, G-U-G-L-I-E-L-M-O. G-U-G. Like Guglielmo. That's his first name. His last name is Marconi or Marsoni or Marconi. Huh. Born in uh, Bologna, Italy. And I'm, I missed That's Bologna, right? Bologna, Italy? Bologna? Yeah. That's what it says. He was B-O-L-O-G-N-A. born in Bologna, Italy. Yeah. Isn't that in a song? B-O-L-O-G-N-A. It's the Oscar Mayer song. Yeah. yeah. My bologna at- has a first name. It's B-O-L-O-G-N-A-R. Yeah. My bologna has a second name. It's M-A-Y-E-R. I misplaced my phone. Otherwise, I'd type it into the the pronunciation engine. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce his name. So it says here, his name's, we're just going to call him Elmo Marconi. Elmo? That's... E-L-M-O was the last four letters of his name. So Mr. Elmo. Mr. Marconi. Googly. Googly Elmo. That's kind of what it sounds like. What did you say it was? It's G- G-U-G-L-I-E-L-M-O. That, yeah. Googly Elmo. Or Googly. Yeah. G-U-G. Googly Elmo. Googly Elmo. G-U-G. Googly Elmo. Yeah. Marconi. Googly Elmo. That's what we're calling him. Um, Marconi. If we're, if we're wrong, yeah. DM us. Yeah. El- Elmo. <laughs> Elmo was an Italian electrical engineer and inventor best remembered for his work on long-distance radio transmission. Long-distance radio transmission. Yep. Marconi, who is credited with inventing the radio, was honored with the 1909 Nobel Prize in Physics for his work in the field of wireless telegraphy. People still listen to music on the FM radio. All also, the time. a businessman, Marconi founded the Wireless Telegraph and Signal Company in 1897. That was a big company back in the day. Signal, the 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 uh, the Wireless oh, telegraph, telegraph and Signal Company. Yeah, because before you had, I mean, you used to have to send a telegraph. Yeah. If if you had a, a business in a different area doing stuff, you'd have to go and check for your telegraphs, or or someone have to hunt you down. You got a telegraph, and so the go. Wireless Telegraph Company was. Uh, Kind of like uh, SOS. It was like the, uh, what do they call it? Yeah, you send a wire and somebody would have to translate that into Morse code. Mor- Morse code that it yep. would translate that. But it was wireless. They were able to type it from New York. You could send a telegram in a day and a half to California. Yeah. You couldn't call nobody because I don't know if the phone was invented really by I then. I don't think it was. Not not yet. I mean, because that was in 1897. Because that so. was, Telegraph was big first. They'd send it, send it down and you you could check your check your messages yeah yeah someone would tell you you got a telegraph you'd go pay for it by the letter and pick up your telegraph it's pretty good invention, though. yeah yeah it made communication key well not even that uh you could listen to sports on the radio yeah if they they don't know if they had too much but baseball back then yeah they did baseball but then they, they did uh started broadcasting music and they started broadcasting before television that's what you'd listen to a show yeah they did be a show would be a scripted show on television like drink your oval team (laughs) (laughs) you know that was a show that was on the radio uh i mean that's how i love lucy the show started 
my favorite husband was was, a, was, was on the radio, radio radio program first. Nice. There was another one on uh, radio. It was like a like Island a uh, investigator movie. I only know that because Amanda's I Love Lucy fan. It was kind of like a private eye show. I can't remember what it was called. Dick Tracy. It could have been Dick Tracy. With I think the, it was a different one with the the guy in the yellow suit with the uh, watch. It could have been him. I listened to. A few I remember when Apple when they put out the watch. They had the they were going to have the walkie-talkie function. Eventually, they knew they'd have that eventually, and uh, that was Dick Tracy because he communicated with his partners, with his the rest of his precinct or whatever through a watch, right? He would walkie-talkie watch, and that was that was a big thing. Yeah. With when they were pushing the Apple Watch, so that's Guglielmo Marconi. Mr. Marconi invented the radio, won the Nobel Prize in a uh, yes, yeah, that was that was huge for a long time. Everybody would gather around the radio because that it was still entertainment. Is huge. That was entertainment back then. That was I the mean, only form. XM satellite radio. I mean, it's still radio. Yeah, I mean, he, the invention of the radio is it's not the greatest invention ever, but it's um. Definitely a substantial invention for the last 150 years. Well, I mean, baseball, like you talked about, you said baseball. Baseball is America's pastime. Oh, yeah. That was huge. Everybody wanted to know what was going on with that game. Yeah. And you could, everybody could listen and then go, you could go to work the next day and be like, did you hear what happened? Right. Because not everybody could go and see the game. There was no televised programs there was no like you couldn't jump on freaking like with football you can't jump on hulu and watch thursday night football for free right if, with your hulu subscription you can't like just, if somebody I mean, in 1920 moved from new york to california and they're a huge yankees fan you could listen to the games on the radio yeah it's broadcasted over there just tune in it's pretty crazy that's what a great invention so that's uh, Googly Elmo Marconi. <laughs> Mr. Marconi. His name's funny. I don't care. Um, number 17, Lewis Howard Latimer. Latimer. Latimer, born in uh, Massachusetts only, in 1848. The only Latimer that I know of is Pete Latimer. Hey, hey, hey. From uh, uh, Warehouse 13, if anybody knows what that show is. Micah Baring and Pete Latimer. I don't. No. No. It was a, it was a fun, fun TV show. They, it was a government agency that that investigated unexplained and strange artifacts. That's cool. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm still kind of tired. I didn't get much sleep this weekend. Yeah, we had a big day fishing. Yes, yeah. yesterday. Oh. We were out. We were out there for. Six hours, six, six hours, and a half seven, hours, seven hours. That was crazy. Just chilling. We on had them. such a, so much fun. Though. It was just relaxing. Yeah. Uh, Lewis Howard Latimer was born to former slaves, and went on to become a skilled patent draftsman. He had worked with Alexander Graham Bell on the patent of his telephone. Oh wow! And with the Edison Electric Light Company, he. He had also invented a modification of the process of making carbon filaments. Carbon filaments. Are you, would those be for light bulbs? Why is that? Maybe, but why is that? I need to find my phone. <laughs> so yeah, find your up, phone, man. Look up some of that stuff. For uh, Look up what carbon filaments are and what they go to. Because that's an interesting one. And uh, this is our first uh, black uh, inventor on the list. I think there's a few more that are uh, African-American. 
And um, I'm looking through the list right now to see if there's any more. There's at least at least one more, which is good. I'm glad they're uh, included in these invention lists. Yeah, when I start to type in carbon filaments, it comes up carbon filaments for light bulbs. Yep. So at working for the Edison Electric Company. Um, and now you can, now that stuff, now they use carbon fiber filaments printing filaments for 3d 3d printers but so he's the guy that invented them for the light bulbs for edison's uh yeah electric light company looks like carbon filaments are inside the light bulbs the filament that glows that's pretty cool i suppose carbon probably lasts a little bit too yeah i mean a regular light bulb lasts quite a while it's probably easier to make too now most most of ours in our house here are led yeah does that last 20 times longer than a regular light bulb they use less electricity and they they're brighter yeah 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 i mean you can get the light output of a 100 watt bulb but you're only using six or seven watts so that's a pretty good invention you know yeah that was definitely necessary without lamps there'd be no light no without latimer there'd be no light there'd be no light bulbs well i mean i'm sure we'll get to him on the list but how many different variations of putting those carp those filaments in a specific order and s- right making that light bulb work he blew up a lot of light bulbs before he could figure out how to make it stable and work so one invention is the filament the other invention is the light bulb like that's a the completely bulb, yeah. different yeah invention uh that's number 17 lewis howard latimer <laughs> number 16 i'm gonna say his name and you're, you're gonna know exactly everything you need to know about this guy okay number 16 Lewis Braille. Oh. Yeah. Did he develop the Braille system of reading for, he was bl- blind. for blind people? Yeah. So at three years old, Lewis Braille accidentally injured himself in the eye while playing with a tool at his father's harness shop. Oh. While the child lost his eyesight, his relentless spirit made him create a unique system made of dots and dashes, now known as the Braille, to help the blind read. That's cool. That's pretty awesome. That's a good invention because that was that's that's definitely like an invention using the little dots. You yeah, have to, you have to set them up in a specific format to to be letters. You basically have to recreate the alphabet, and it's still used to this day. Yep, like this guy died in 1852. Dang, I mean, 170 years ago, this guy died, and they're still using his invention, and it'll never go away. It's taught to every blind child or every blind person in the world. That's the standard system for reading. It's the for, standard for, for the blind, blind is Braille. It's that printed is, on all kinds. They, I mean, the bathroom signs, the uh, yeah. uh, crosswalk signs, there's Braille stuff on there. And this might sound. be one of the best inventions ever created for a specific group of people. Maybe. Because everyone else, I mean, it's for the world. Everyone else uses it every day. I mean, condoms are pretty good, too yeah not true <laughs> that's but, a pretty good image but most people don't use those almost every blind person uses braille yeah so it's a pretty good invention for a specific group of people there's a lot of there's a specific group of people that needs to be using condoms i agree they need to be using tack hammers stay too out, to hit each other stay out of the gene pool yeah because they're dumb but i mean what else can you say about lewis braille that's pretty cool it's not like he was uh it's not like he was a patent holder or million inventions he invented one thing because he wanted to be able to read books 
and be able to and that's something that's like the light bulb which i'm sure we'll get to has helped everybody yeah and braille like when you like i don't i have no idea what braille is i have no idea how to read braille i don't know what the format is not multiple dots in a specific order i don't i don't know but if i was to read side by side the the great the the movie i can picture the most is uh the book of eli Eli. which is a great movie with denzel washington and uh gary oldman isn't mila kunis in that too uh yes i think that's who that is maybe maybe maybe. so uh spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie great movie um well the spoiler is he's blind the world has ended and denzel washington is going across the country because he was he was told by god that he needed to get to this place in california out and i think it's in san francisco and he's trying to get out there to this what's place. He, what's he carrying with him? And he's carrying the last Bible. Printed, last printed Earth, version of the Bible. The last printed Bible on Earth. Everything else was supposedly destroyed. So on his way out there, he's attacked by Gary Oldman and his crew. And he's shot. <laughs> and he's injured. And they take the last Bible because Gary Oldman wanted the last known copy of the Bible. So as he gets back to their little uh, hangout or whatever. Their lair. Their lair. Yeah, their evil lair. (laughs) As he gets back there, he opens the Bible up and realizes that the Bible is in Braille because uh, Denzel Washington's character is blind. Yep. But he has memorized the entire Bible by reading Braille. That's crazy. That is insane. That is an enormous book. Because I listened to the book. Hours and hours. How many hours was that? It was 72 hours yeah, of listening. Yeah, I was going to say, that's got to be a lot. It took me three weeks to finish it. And, I mean, I l- was listening, you know, six, six and a half hours a day. You'd think, think, you'd think some of the sections, though, in the, the genealogy, because there's sections of the Old Testament where it's just the genealogy of people. Yeah. Like, this is my great, great, great grandfather, and this is his. his he begot his, him, and, and he, he begot yeah. him, and he begot him. And it's like, him. Uh, we can skip that part. We could, but I wanted to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. Well, I just mean like him. If he's get to memorize all of that, right? Like yeah, you've yeah, mem- yeah. you've memorized an entire civilization's genealogy, right? That's probably not a hundred percent necessary. Well, see, and I don't know if we did. I mean, maybe the it was New just Testament the, maybe, starts with God created the heavens and the earth, right? Maybe it was just the New Testament. I don't, I don't know. That's the Old Testament where it talks about the creation, the Genesis. Yeah, Genesis is old. Yeah. That's Old Testament. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, X, Romans, that's all the yep, New Testament. that's all the New Testament. So, you know, talking about that part, you know, it's really boring to listen to and it's really boring probably to type out and read and write and all that. My brother Jamie's a pastor. I've talked about him on the podcast before. I respect him a lot. I love my brother Jamie. He's, he's uh, very knowledgeable, very humble, very down-to-earth, willing to help anybody he can try to help, you know, with anything he has. And uh, I asked him one day, I said, we were talking about, because I was listening to the Bible, and the, the New Testament was narrated by uh, <coughs> uh, James Earl Jones. Uh, so, Oh, that'd be a good listen. That was pretty cool to listen to James Earl Jones read the New Testament. I can't remember who did the Old Testament, but they did a really good job. Got Darth Vader reading you the Yeah, right? That's <laughs> what I told my brother. <laughs> and he says, you know, that's one of the biggest reasons he believes God is, exists, that he has wholehearted belief that God exists. Because why would you write a book that had so much genealogy in it? Why would you put that in a story? If it was just a story, why would you add all that in? So, I mean, some of it's important because then you know their line. Because they were big. Back then, 
I mean, some people still are just knowing your genealogy, knowing where you came from was big. Cause then, you know, you, you know, your succession and you know what your line is. Right. But I mean, a lot of that was, so, I mean, that's one person's story. Like the, the format of the Bible was created by the council of Nicaea. They, they said, okay, these books are going to be in this order. And this is going to be our standard format of this book of religious text. So, I mean, there's some discussion there, but that's that's a whole other thing. Well, I mean, still, it's the story of God. Because, I mean, they are the ones who decided what what goes into this book. I like, don't know how the book was written. I don't. Well, each know. each different so each different prophet in the book kept their own record. Each each different group of people. Each leader kept their own record, and then it was all—all all of that religious text was compiled compiled into one book. Right. In that council, they decided what what stays and what doesn't stay. Either way, the fact that all them genealogies are in the book is why my brother believes that the Bible's real and it's factful and God's real and all that. Is because why would you put that all in a story of God? I have no idea. Because it's all—I mean, it's the story of God. That's the Bible. The yeah. Bible is God's story. Well, yeah. The Old Testament is the God of Abraham, and the New Testament is Christ. Right. So regardless of who wrote it and all that, I mean, they were they were told by God what to write. Yeah, they were. You know, and uh, to put all that genealogy in there and the bloodlines and everything. It's yeah, because they were telling the story of their people. Yeah, there's and the too much in difficulties there. Difficulties of their people and the yeah. everything that happened and what right. God, how God led them, and it's all their story. So to put all that in there and people, you know, say the Bible's fake and all this, like, who the hell would put all that in a book that they're trying to write? Yeah. You know, why would you just not say this person, this person, this person went over there <laughs> instead this person begot this person and this person was born to this person who had yeah. these kids. And it was pretty crazy, but that's what my brother, uh, anyway, the Bible, Lewis Braille made Braille. And it was in a movie once that the Bible was in Braille. <laughs> yeah. That was a big turn in the movie. And I was like, what? It really was it's like, like you I can't read this. Coming. I can't read this. Yeah, you don't see it coming though. Yeah, you don't. Like that is that that is one movie where the the uh, plot twist, the is, little plot twist, is like, like oh, really dang. wow. Yeah, because there's multiple scenes in that movie where I mean he's just walking around with glasses and he's fighting people. He's fighting shit. people with and knives. kicking ass and and yeah, and it's like wait, he's blind. I mean, he's blind the whole time. Yeah, yeah. no, that's it's pretty like, crazy, uh, man. Oh shoot, what a great movie! What a great concept! That's it's a really good yeah. movie. It's a cool one. No, no, he's, no. he's not. He's talking about Django Unchained. Yeah. No, yeah, he's no, he he's not blind. He was just a slave who went on a killing Murder spree at the Murders, end. Yeah. Yeah. Murdered a whole bunch of people. No, he's not blind in Django. Yeah, he's not blind. Jamie, Jamie Foxx. Uh, so that's number sixteen, Louis Braille. 15. Number fifteen. Number fifteen. Count Alessandro Volta. That's hmm. okay. We lost an hour of recording. Oh, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> was that a live picture? That was uh, when we went out there. Oh, that's when we went out. Um, she showed she showed me a picture of the little golden eye I caught last time we were out. Yeah. Uh, so Count Alessandro Volta. While Alessandro Alessandro Zandro Volta was a count by birth and was supposed to become a lawyer or a priest, he became a scientist instead. His invention of the battery led to the SI unit 
of electric potential being named Volt. Oh. He was also the first to isolate methane gas. Dang. That's pretty cool. He invented the battery. Yeah. And then, well, and everything is measured in, I mean, you either have 12 volts or you have 24 volts. Yeah. His last name is Volta. Count Alessandro Volta. Volts comes from him. We can thank the measurement of of voltage and batteries. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. That's a pretty cool invention. I don't know. I like that one a lot. Yeah, this audio recorder we're we're recording on it has batteries in it. Yeah, my bolt has batteries it's plugged in into it. the wall too. Yeah, but yeah, my trolling motor runs off of batteries. It runs off of batteries. Yeah, the engine. Everybody's car needs yeah. batteries to start. Even electric cars, you need batteries. You got you need batteries. So he invented batteries. Everything, everything. There's so much shit that runs off batteries. Yeah, your phone, your yeah. remote remote controls for your TV, vibrators. Oh, I mean, yeah, they run off batteries. Yeah, they run off batteries. Well, some got, of them. Some got suction cups. We got one that plugs into the wall too, yeah. but doesn't need batteries, but it needs voltage. There you go. Yeah, yeah, volts. It needs volts. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. that's number fifteen, Count Alessandro Volta. That's great. cool. That's great. That's invention. a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good person to know. I like that. That's a good person for trivia. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. All right, who's the next one? The next one, number fourteen, Alfred Nobel. Alfred Nobel. Um, Alfred Nobel was a Swedish chemist, engineer, and inventor, a prolific inventor. He held 355 different patents. Holy shit. Yeah. Most popular as the inventor of dynamite. 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 Yeah. Uh, he was concerned with how he would be remembered after his death and bequeathed his fortune to the Nobel Prize Institution. A wide traveler, he was proficient in several languages. So not only was he a smart guy, he was a generous guy. That's a lot of patents. 355 patents. That's crazy. But he bequeathed his fortune to the Nobel Prize Institution. Did they, His name is Noble. I know. Did I they, don't say if Was he, that built? Did he build it? Is that why he left all his money to I don't to know. Him? I'm wondering. It might be true. I don't know. He he gave himself the first Nobel Prize. You never know. Yeah, <laughs> he gave out the first prize. He gave. I don't probably, know. Uh, he died in eighteen ninety six. I don't know when all that institution, all that came around I when they no started idea. giving out those prizes and whatnot. He was born in eighteen thirty three, so he was uh, sixty three years old when he died. A lot of That's them guys good. died young, though. You That's know? pretty good for back then, though. That's not bad. Sixty three years. It's pretty good. Probably died of. Bad hygiene. Dysentery. Looks horrible. Yeah, he died from dysentery. <laughs> yeah. You don't dysentery. Dysentery. Um, the inventor of uh the inventor of uh dynamite. TNT. TNT, dynamite. That's pretty cool. Nope. That's super destructive. That thing, uh dynamite, how many things has that helped? A lot of stuff. I mean, mining of any kind. I mean, yeah, building the railway, construction, building stuff for Stevenson. Yeah, they had to blow blow stuff up. They had to blow up rocks to get through and yeah. to get by around. They had to blow up sides of mountains to get uh, so to lay in the essence, tracks in there. He's the inventor of the tunnel. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> you never know. Because they used they used dynamite for digging tunnels. Oh yeah, they used it for so much shit. They used it in coal mining, gold mining, silver mining, aluminum mining, clearing pathways, clearing, clearing pathways, lines. getting through mountains to make railways smoother so you didn't have to go up the hills and over you just went straight through yeah 
Uh, blowing up your enemies? Yeah, they used it for everything. It was crazy. Blowing up your enemies? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coyote, they used it for the Roadrunner. The Roadrunner yeah. used it a whole bunch. He's 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 never been successful with it, but he used, yeah. he used it for all kinds of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's number 14, Alfred Noble. He just could never catch that damn Roadrunner. The inventor of dynamite. That's pretty cool. All right, who's the next one? The next guy, number 13, Wilhelm Rotgen. Hmm. Rant, Rantgen, R-O-N-T-G-E-N, Rantgen. What's his famous invention? Um, his greatest achievement. Well, he was a German German mechanical engineer and the winner of the 1901 Nobel Prize in Physics. Uh, Wilhelm was a German physicist and mechanical engineer. He is best remembered for producing and detecting X-rays for which he was honored with the first Nobel Prize in physics in 1901. Detecting x-rays? Yeah, I don't know what that means. His discovery of x-rays remains one of the greatest achievements in the field of medical science. Hmm, that's cool. So, I, like we were talking earlier, I always thought it was Nikola Tesla. Well, he used x-rays. He, he figured out you could make a machine that emits the x-rays. Okay, so he made the x-ray to machine. Take, to take a picture. He took, right. took a picture of his own leg. Or this foot. guy detected the x-rays that you could actually see in he something. Di he discovered the x-rays themselves right gotcha, that, okay. that form of radiation he's seen that like he, he as a child he probably held a candle up to his hand and looked through it and he's like oh i can see my bones <laughs> like we all used to do with a flashlight you ever do flashlight that to see, see, your see, your, see your veins and stuff yeah, yeah you can see your veins and your bones through your freaking hand with a flashlight high yeah. power flashlight but yeah so he's the one that came up with uh x-rays and he won the first nobel prize in physics and went in what? 1901. 1901. Yeah. So if we go back down to Alfred Noble, uh, he died in 1896. Okay. So he gave, he bequeathed his fortune to the Nobel Prize Institution. So maybe that may be his development. He developed that, they, that organization named the prize after him because of all of his patents and everything that he That's did. That's what I'm wondering. That's what it, it sounds like. It'd be interesting to look that up and see where uh somebody could look that up. Where when when the Nobel Prize started. You when know and how, how it was developed. Yeah. You want to uh, look that up yeah. real quick? I'll try and uh, look that up while you keep going with the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was uh Wilhelm Rontgen. So he found the X-ray. Uh the next one's the only lady on our list for top twenty. Um, number twelve. Hetty Lamar. I've H E D Y. I've heard that name before. L A M A R R. Hedy Lamar. Um, Hedy Lamar was an Australian, an Austrian American actress whose early career was defined by her performance in the controversial Czech's, Czech erotic film Ecstasy. Apart from gaining popularity as a beautiful Hollywood actress, Hedy Lamarr became known as an inventor after co-inventing frequency hopping spread spectrum. Her career was in, has inspired several works of art. She was also the inspiration behind the iconic character Catwoman. That's oh. where you're... That's where you see Hedy Lamar at. She I played Catwoman so. in the original Batmans with Adam West. With Adam West, yeah. Yep, she died in uh, 2000. So finding that information on the Nobel Prize yep. is pretty easy. Um, on NobelPrize.org. Yeah, there you go. The Perfect. information is right there. It says who we are and what we do. 
And right in the right in that beginning section, it says Alfred Nobel had a vision of a better world. That's him. Yeah. Yep. So it says he believed that people were capable of helping to improve society through knowledge, science, and human hum, humanism. I don't know why that word looked really weird. This is why he created a prize that would reward the discoveries that have conferred the greatest benefit to mankind. Since 1901, the Nobel Prize has been awarded to fields of physics, chemistry, psychology, or medicine, literature, and peace. <clears throat> While a, a memorial prize in economics, economic sciences, sciences was added in 1968, the economic foundations for Nobel Prize were laid in 1895, when Alfred signed his last will and left much of his wealth to the establishment of a prize and a subsequent Nobel Foundation, which is tasked with the mission to manage his fortune and has ultimately ultimate responsibility for fulfilling the intentions of Nobel's will. In accordance with his, with the instructions Nobel left through his <coughs> uh, through his will, various independent prizes prize awarding institutions have selected Nobel. Noble Laurentis in each prize category for more than a century. So it was. That's pretty cool. All because of him, because he had in the first the first line uh, and that first paragraph of their website, and that's Nobelprize.org. Al Alfred Nobel had a vision of a better world. He believed that people were capable of helping to improve society through knowledge, science, and humanism. Humane human. I don't know, humanitarian or something, but it's humanism. Humanism. Yeah, humanism. Well, that's pretty cool, man. So yeah, it was created by him. And just and just think the guy that invented dynamite. Yeah. But he also had 355 different patents. So But I mean the big ones, the big things that he's remembered for is the Nobel Prize organization and dynamite. Like really? That's pretty cool. I I, I would I'd be I'd be okay with that. <laughs> it's kind of a because he believed that that we have a we I mean we have a responsibility to each other to developing ourselves and to, then, to keep moving forward and then yeah. he created dynamite one of our I mean at the time it was the most destructive force known you guys said earlier that he did it because he was worried about being remembered for being so destructive maybe you guys said that earlier was yeah. I don't know if that was on was something that we read maybe maybe he was worried he developed dynamite and it was like oh shoot we gotta we gotta do better yeah, yeah we've yeah. got a responsibility to do better and not just blow shit up yeah maybe but i mean he had a it says he had a specific vision so that and that's their that's their core uh that's their values that's, that's their core core values that's what they look for his belief in a better world i mean yeah, he yeah. believed in a better world and that humans can do better and humans can do good by with science and technology and then but he's also the one who created dynamite well yeah but it it's helped society a lot too it has it's helped us uh be able to reach other parts of the world quicker and get to resources that we and it's helped us have used. gain resources that we need to help us with the guy like uh um count alessandro volta who made the battery yeah you got to get those minerals and stuff yeah. that stuff somehow and i'm sure alfred noble helped with that, that metal the metal that he used for to make the batteries yeah. i'm sure that was mined with dynamite but to do to build the nobel prize committee 
I mean, he built the foundation pretty much. His name with his, after him. I mean, it says with his will. In, I mean, he left a will yeah. and a testament. And in that, he had specific steps to creating this. And, and this is his, the majority of his fortune. All that from making dynamite. Yeah, the majority of his dynamite fortune was left to create this organization. Now, this is something you're going to have to look up too because I don't understand why she is so prominent as okay. an inventor on this list. She's number 12. Hedy, Hedy Lamar. H-E-D-Y-L-A-M-A-R-R. -R. But she, um, known as an inventor after co-inventing frequency hopping spread spectrum. I have no fucking clue what that is. It sounds like that the frequency is on the spectrum. So it's a little bipolar. I don't know. Well... Frequency hopping spread spectrum. Okay, Google, or let's see, Wikipedia says frequency hopping spread spectrum is a method of transmitting radio signals by rapidly changing the carrier frequency among many frequencies, occupying a large spectral band. The change, the changes are controlled by codes known as known to both transmitter and receiver. So. Is she the one that is responsible for co-inventing a system that goes from radio from like a transmission to a receiver? Is that her? I don't know exactly what all that it says. It's it says it it's a method of transmitting radio signals by rapidly changing the carrier frequency among many frequencies, occupying a large spectral band. So like the 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 transmitter and the receiver are both moving on those frequencies yep. and they're transmitting to each other and they both gotcha pick it up okay so she's the inventor of that oh co-inventor is what it says on this page let's see there's another one that says what is the op what is the object of frequency hopping spread spectrum it says in many wireless networks with use of frequency hopping spread spectrum for the purpose of improving communication quality and reliability well that's cool by using FHSS, they, they shortened it, FHSS, it is possible to make communication more resistant to interference causing noise. That's stable. Cool. Made communication sta more stable. Communicating, yeah. on, communicating over a radio frequency, like CB radios and over the over radio. Like what you did to the internet. Changing, the Changing the channel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so less interference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Possibly. Well, I mean, do you think that's worthy of being number 12 on the list? Probably. I mean, it may, if it made communication more stable, that yeah. that both transmitter and receiver slightly change their frequency, just alternate and move around on their frequency. All right. This is really weird. I'm going to have to have you look this next guy up because there's no biography on him. There's no, like, little thing on him. Well, there's another thing also. It says frequency hopping, that FHSS. It says it was an ingenious way of switching between radio frequencies in order to avoid a, avoid a sig signal being jammed. It was developed by Hedy Lamar with the American composer George Bob and, and Anthiel as a secret communication system. Oh wow! Because if you're if you're trans if your transmitter and receiver know which channels to switch to and when, so and it's constantly doing that and somebody's trying to listen in on your conversation and they're only getting every 23rd word 
if all of a sudden it changes and then they go to try to find that and it changes again, it could be a good way to send coded messages. Yeah, for sure. So for sure. I don't know what you just said, but it sounds right <laughs> all the time. When you get into tech stuff, Matt, <laughs> my my brain just does the Charlie Brown want 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 want. But I I listen to you and it makes sense, but I don't know what the fuck it means. But it makes sense. There's some cool diagrams and stuff on, cool. on the internet if you want to look. Anybody wants to look at it. Uh, she's yeah. best known for her films, Algiers, Lady of the Tropics, and Boomtown. Never seen any of them, but they're probably good movies. Yeah, neither have I. So this next guy, number eleven, <clears throat> um, I'm gonna have to have you look him up because there's okay. no. There, I don't say on here what it just says inventor. Doesn't don't say doesn't what he credit invented. What he invented. <laughs> No, his name is Philo Farnsworth. Farnsworth. Yeah, I've heard. I know that name. Okay, you might know what he invented then, but when you look it up, Philo P H I L O Farnsworth, like farm, but farn with an N, Farnsworth. But I don't say on here what he invented. He was born in Beaver, Utah, and. Uh, August 19th, 1906, and he died March 11th, 1971. Okay. Wikipedia says Philo Taylor Farnsworth was an American inventor and television pioneer. He, he made many crucial contributions to the early development of all electronic television. He is best known for his 1927 invention of the first fully functional all-electronic image pickup device, video camera tube. The image dissector, as well as the first fully functional and complete all-electronic television system. Farnsworth developed a television system complete with receiver and camera, which he produced commercially through the Farnsworth Television and Radio Corporation from 1938 to 1951 in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So this guy invented the television. He invented the television and a way to send picture to the television. That is awesome. Not just look, look, we can get we can get picture on, but I mean, he made the the receiver, the transmitter, and the receiver, and that's why I know far, that's why I know that name because on um, that show that I referenced earlier with the um, the warehouse thirteen, they have a device called the Farnsworth that was developed by I think they claim that it was developed by him, but it was a uh, basically the first uh, uh, video chat video because they would pop the device open and it would send on a radio specific radio frequency probably oh, that's cool probably alternating the uh, fhss whatever but uh uh and then they could see and communicate they could see and talk to each other oh, that's cool and they called it the farnsworth yeah i have nothing on here for him that's funny but you know so wikipedia says he he is had crucial contributions to early development of all electronic televisions and his best he's best known for the fully functional all electronic image pickup device which is now the television right that's pretty cool i didn't know that yeah and that is uh philo farnsworth the whole television system so complete with receiver and a camera so a camera that would send send it to the tv <laughs> um so that was number 11. So now we're going to get into 10 through 1. But I want to give an honorable mention. I want to give a few of these honorable mentions. So I'm going to go back to number 30. And I'm going to throw out uh, 
um, a name and what they invented. And we're not okay. going to get too much into the discussion of them. We're just going to go right up to number 21 okay. from 30. So number 30, Robert Fulton. Um, I don't, t- don't tell me what he invented. It just says he was a, an American engineer and an inventor. Uh, Robert Noyce. Super Noyce. He's a Noyce guy. Uh, Robert Noyce, co-inventor of the integrated circuit. Okay. Number 28, Leo Fender, inventor. What do you think he invented? Fender. The Fender Stratocaster. Did he create Fender guitars? Leo Fender did the Fender Fender Stratocaster. Frank White, British pilot and aviator best known for inventing the turbojet engine. Oh, dang. That's a, that's a great invention. Uh, I can't pronounce this guy's name. Nice for Niepce, um, creator of the world's first permanent photographic image, which is pretty cool. Uh, 25, we've already talked about this one, the hero of Alexandria, Huron, uh, made the uh, Huron's formula. Did we get into that on the, is that the um, lost? Yeah, we did the hero engine. Was and that what was lost, or did we talk about that? Did we talk that about that? was it? lost. Okay. Uh, the wind harnessing machine. That was That's right. It's basically a steam, steam engine. engine. It was like the first ever steam engine. Yeah, he created a device that was right. sealed with water, and you heat it up, and the steam would make it spin. Right. And they used that to develop all kinds of stuff. That's Yeah, that's where most of it all started at was through that guy. And he developed that in like... 10, 10 to 70 AD. In like, yeah, in like 50 AD. Yeah. He developed that Crazy. thing. Uh, number 24 was Rene Lenec. Or Leonek, and now how it said Leonek, yeah, Leonek, something like um, that. inventor of the stethoscope. That's right, yep. And yeah. then, uh, number 23 was Benjamin Franklin, he, yeah. We uh, talked about a bunch of his stuff, had a lot of invent inventions, uh, bifocals, yep. Uh, and the Franklin, the Franklin stove discovery of electricity, Franklin yep. Stove Company, the was, kite and the key, yeah, yep. That's Benjamin Franklin. And the face on the honey dollar bill. All kinds of stuff, too. He's Benny's. Developed a bunch of stuff. Number 22, big honorable mention, Nikola Tesla. Oh, yeah. Uh, invented AC current. Or, yeah, he invented a way to, he, he's the way, he, he he figured out a way to harness AC current. Yep. You know, alternating current. Uh, plus a million other uh, inventions, but not and a lot of them fulfilled and finished. 300-something patents. Yeah. On a lot of transistors. What trans- do we say about uh, Tesla? A, ma- a jack of all trades and a master of none. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, all of his all of his inventions were in that same field. Yep. Or his patents. They me. they all had to do with electricity and electricity robotics. I mean, he's yep. like a lot of people think he's the kind of a. A lot of people say he's the top inventor ever. Yeah. But, you know, he he made he made a lot of contributions. And uh, I think he was the one who developed uh, that that other guy's X-rays. He because yep. once they discover those X-rays, he figured out how to make an X-ray machine. Yep. And uh, there's pictures. I think you can find pictures on the internet of, of him. He X-rayed his foot. Yep. You can see his scale, his his toes and his his uh, femur and ulna and stuff in, inside the boot. You can see the boot eyelets and the laces and stuff. Uh, number twenty-one honorable mention was uh, Robert H. Goddard. He's the one. He's the man that invented the world's first rocket that ran on liquid fuel that's right yep we yeah. talked about him and that, yeah. that's a great invention because that boosted off the race to space and the yeah. moon race well and, and it was good it was good because you didn't need a lot of fuel you could yep and it could go for a long 
a long period of time. So, so smaller amount of fuel, lighter, could that rocket could shoot and and run for a long period of time, get cover a lot of distance. Right. Um. So. Bum bum bum. Top ten. We're in the top ten. Top ten. All right. Top ten. Uh, number ten. John Logie Baird. John Logie Baird is best known for demonstrating a working TV system in 1926. He then went on to invent the first viable purely electronic color TV picture tube and founded the Baird Television Development Company. Dang. He was inducted into the Scottish Engineering Hall of Fame in 2015. So he piggybacked on that last guy. Yeah. The other he, guy. he did it in color. The other guy did it first. Yeah. Yeah. He invented the color. The other guy the invented color TV the, tube. the video transmission. Yeah. The color TV tube. Yeah. Uh, he died in 1946 too. So I don't even know if color television was around then. But then again, well, the Technicolor was. They made color in 1939. They made Wizard of Oz in color. Yeah. And Gone with the Wind, I think, has some color in it too. But it's been a while. But that's John Logie Baird. Number nine, Samuel Morse. Samuel Morse, inventor of the Morse code. Inventor of the Morse code. Nice. And a painter. Huh. That's all it says on here for him. Born April 27th, 1971 uh, in Charlestown, Massachusetts. And died April 2nd, 1872. I mean, Morse code was key for communication. Yeah, he was 81 for, years old. For a long time. When he passed away, lived a good life and did Morse code. Well, Morse code still used now today by spies, by the military, by Delta. Yeah. People still have to learn Morse code. I learned in Boy Scouts how to, how to transmit SOS for, through a flashlight. Yeah. So if you're stuck out in the wilderness or somewhere. Well, like that that history of World War II that I was listening to when the when when uh japan bombed pearl harbor yeah there was a ship in the bay that got uh it uh rolled and it got upside down and a bunch of guys were on the bottom of the ship in an air pocket yeah tapping they could hear him sos they could hear him tapping and they uh welder come over and cut a hole and was able to pull everybody out before the ship yeah. filled completely with water so sos has saved a lot of lives and it's it's uh it's caused a lot of controversy too with uh, spies uh, sending Morse code, uh, kind of like the dis you know what do they call them the, the messages just uh, coded messages coded messages with SOS and there's a lot of people in the world. I mean SOS is a standard tapping. If you're listening and you listen to it right, you'll know what they're saying every time. So it's caused a lot. It's caused a lot of problems and it's done a lot of good. I'll say. Uh, number eight, Buckminster Fuller. What a name. Buckminster. Buckminster Fuller. He's an architect. wonder if people called him Buck for short. Or Mr. Minster. I'd just call him Buck I'd for short. I'd call him B. B. Fuller. <laughs> B. That's Fuller. Funny. B. Fuller, dude. Go eat some. B. Fuller. Hey, man, I'm still hungry. B. Right? Fuller. Yeah, B. Fuller. Uh, Buckminster Fuller was an American systems theorist, architect, designer, inventor, author, and futurist. He is credited with popular, popular, popularizing the geodesic dome, which resembles carbon molecules known as fuller, fuller, fullerenes. Fullerenes was named after Fuller for their resemblance 
resemblance to geodesic spheres. Fuller's work has influenced several personalities from different walks of life. His work has also inspired a couple of documentary films. I don't, I don't know. know what the fuck they just said. I don't know what that pertains to. Well, what is... He is credited with popu, popu, popularizing... He's a, he's credited with making geodesic domes popular. Fuck, I can't say the other word. I'm retarded. I'm stud. Today, Junior, I can't get the shit out. Let's see. What is it? What is that anyway? What are fullerenes? They're a carbon molecule. F U L L E R E N E S. Looks like they're. It's like a. You know that. Uh, you know that playground structure. That's the wires. That's the the poles that are all attached in a dome. You yeah. The, you climb. You climb up on it and you hang in it. That's that's that shape is a. It's a geometric dome shape. It's a geodesic dome, but it, it it's got a bunch of on uh, Google. It's got a bunch of pictures of big ones, and it says the geodesic dome is is able to cover more space with without internal support than any other closure. So I wonder if, if like Epcot Center is a geodesic dome. That silverish dome with the yeah, the like golf ball looking thing. Yeah, they're like they're almost like little. They're like little, it's triangles attached in all different shapes to make a dome. Yeah, that's and it a makes it secure. That's a geodesic dome. And this dude's yeah. the architect of that design. Yeah. That's that is like. crazy. That's cool. Uh, that's cool. I like that. says geodesic domes promote, promote more efficient air circulation and can keep temperatures even throughout the structure. This can make them two to four times more efficient than traditional homes because there's houses that are built with that shape. Why don't more people do that? Does it just look funny? I don't know. I think they look cool. I think they look cool too. There's some pictures of giant ones uh, covering a home, like big, big homes, like living in a giant bubble. I mean, like big enough to to surround a three story building. Right. No, that's pretty cool, man. Airflow. I don't know if it's worthy of being number eight on the list. It says the home is also more efficient. Is insulation is more efficient due to their unique shape. Ooh. yeah yeah it says a 40 foot dome or 2,000 square feet could be a hundred thousand dollars to make this includes the kit cost of forty seven thousand for the kit itself for what size 40 foot dome covering 2,000 square feet that's not a bad size dome it's a pretty big dome that's a decent size dome that would that would cover our entire house it covered my house yeah we should buy one let's live in a dome remind me of a biodome yeah yeah paulie shore paulie shore uh what's his name brendan frazier yeah stephen baldwin so that's buckminster fuller says 50 dollars or more per square foot that's not bad it's actually a decent price for something that big That's pretty cool shape. I like that. This would be really good in California where the weather's really good often. Yeah. I mean, and then depending on the material, what it's, what it is, if it's a polycarbonate or something, it could be decent 
a lot of places. I mean, snow wouldn't be able to stay on it. It would just slide off. Right. That's pretty good. Yeah. That could be, that could be really good. Yeah. All right. What's next? We caught up. Number eight was Buckminster Fuller. That's right. We're on number eight. Yep. Number number seven, seven. James Watt. 18th century Scottish inventor James Watt developed the new common steam engine by inventing the Watt steam engine, which brought about the Industrial Revolution in Britain and the world. He also co-owned the firm Bolton and Watt and laid down concepts such as horsepower and the Watt the SI unit of power. So watts or I mean, all bulbs are 60 watt bulb, 75 yep. watt bulb. How named watt after this they're, guy, James Watt. They're measured in watts. So it's that, that specific measurement is his. It's got his name on it. Yeah. Inventor of the steam engine. And he invented steam engine. Well. That specific steam engine. He invented what the... What was that other guy's name? Diesel. The hero of. Yeah, he developed it off of that. Yeah, I can't remember what the name the guy's name. Alexander, is. hero Al- of Alexander, Alexander. Hero of Alexander. He just ba- he built an upscale model from what that guy built back well, yeah, ten to seventy AD. I mean, that guy made his was small. the The pictures on there looked like the the cylinder itself was maybe the size of a baseball, and then they had a little base and a platform, so it wasn't very big. Right. <clears throat> so this guy is. He's credited with inventing the steam engine and the watt volt the system measurement the, the and hor- measurement. and it says horsepower and horsepower. Yeah, he developed that uh, and term. laid down concepts such as horsepower and the watt. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty good invention. I mean, all all power units are based on still based on horsepower. Your car, right? The power unit. I mean, your car. You people want to know how many horsepower your car has. Now, here's the thing. Like, I don't know. I mean, just from what we've seen or just from what we've talked about so far up to uh, number seven. Actually, let's do number six first, and then I'll say what I was going to say. Okay. Um, Number six is a big one, and this is one that Austin was telling me about last time we were outside smoking. We were talking about this, about the inventors. Johannes Gutenberg. Oh, I've heard that name before. Credit goes to Johannes Gutenberg for transforming bookmaking from manuscripts to the printed form as he introduced the movable type printing press in the 15th century. The German printer and publisher's invention contributed to mass communication during the Renaissance. He was not successful in his business and and was exiled during the later years of his life, he was also a goldsmith. So Johannes Gutenberg invented the printing press. That's cool. <clears throat> and there is uh, the first, from, from what I remember, like one of the first things he ever printed on his printing press was a copy of the Bible. There's a thing out there called the Gutenberg Bible. And there's only so many that are still in existence. There's He only made a few of them. And a page, one page... From that Gutenberg Bible can get you $250,000. That's crazy. That's how much they're worth. I think they have a full, complete set either at the Louvre in France 
or in the Smithsonian in Washington. Because there's a lot of pages in the Bible. Yeah, there is. I mean, even the thing, the, the book that I listened to had 1,100 tracks. And, I mean, there are pages they're reading. Because, I mean, isn't there like 450 pages in the New Testament alone? Something like that, yeah. There, there's over. There's got to be more than I that. I think there's 1,100 pages or 1,200 pages in the Bible. Because, I mean, the Bible, they a lot of times they print it on that tissue kind of paper because yeah. it's so big and they're to make back. it. To make it only, I mean, to make it four inches thick or three inches thick, they print it on that super thin paper. Right. And they're, and they're front and back. So if it's 1,100 pages, you're actually reading, you know, 2,200 pages because it's front and back. It's just 1,100 pieces of paper, but it's 1,200 pages. So it, it, it all depends. But this dude, is, uh, he built the first printing press, which put, like, like they said, put written manuscript on paper to be mass produced. Yeah, people were, and then because of that, people were able to to start newspaper companies. And you can't believe this. I can't believe get, this guy would have died. Get information out. Why Why was he exiled during the later years of his life? I don't know. Who knows? wonder if it was political because he, you know, believed in God, printed the first Bible and all that. Whatever it was. That's crazy. He was also a goldsmith, too. So who knows if we screwed over some people? Okay, the English Bible, there are 1,504 pages. 1,504 pages. So 1,504. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it. So 1,100 of them, 1,184 1, are in the Old Testament. And... There's 520 pages in the New Testament. Yeah, see, I was, I said 408 something. Yeah, you were close. So, you were 100 off, but that's cool. Yeah, printing press. The All printing. Right, press. What were you gonna say? You said you were gonna say something about. Uh, I was uh, gonna say something about these first ones. We we've already read off the. Uh, well, we've already read off 25 of them because I did 10 honorable mentions. Um, how many of them do you remember that invented something that was on our list of inventions? Other than this guy. The printing press? That was on This there. guy invented the printing press, the steam engine by James Watt. Yeah, the steam engine um, was on there. The uh, the Fullerenes wasn't on there, the architect. Hmm. Uh, Morris Code wasn't on there. Nope. Um, the color TV wasn't <clears throat> on there. The TV picture tube wasn't on there. Uh, the... Uh, um, the frequency hopping spread spectrum wasn't on there. No, there's so there's like three of them. Yeah, the X-ray wasn't on there. Well, I mean, you haven't gotten to Thomas Edison. I'm sure he's got to be on there. Uh, dynamite wasn't on there. Uh, volts wasn't on there. No, nope. I mean, there's a lot of things on here for great inventors. X-ray that, stethoscope wasn't on there. That's that. Yeah, stuff, none of those were on there. And those weren't on our <clears> list <throat> of top twenty greatest inventions. So, you know, uh, yeah, I thought that was crazy. Well, should we get into the top five? Top five. Top five. Here we top come. Top five. So number five is our other African-American inventor. Okay. So this man is a name that a lot of people will recognize, but I don't know if they know what he's famous for. So... George Washington Carver. Washington Carver. I know Why you've heard I, the name. Why have I heard that name? 
Um, so agricultural scientist George Washington Carver is best remembered for promoting crops that were alternative, alternative to cotton, such as peanuts and sweet potatoes. He invented ways to prevent soil depletion and developed scores of products made from peanuts, including paints and cosmetics. He won numerous honors, such as the Spring Garn Medal. He invented peanut butter. Wow. George Washington Carver invented peanut butter. There's a lot of people who don't like him then. Probably not. There's a lot of people who are allergic to peanuts. Yeah. And that's, a, it really, everything. that's he, a really bad one. He learned how to help agricultural by keeping their soil good by planting peanuts instead of anything else. And it was a healthy alternative to cotton. Imagine being allergic to that, though, being a woman and finding out you're allergic to peanuts because, well, there's this new cosmetic line. Let's try it yeah. out. And, you, and your face blows up. Or you do body painting and all of a sudden your whole body swells, <laughs> you know, because you're allergic to cotton. It could be or a good thing. allergic to peanuts and you put it in everything. It could be a good thing if you put it in a certain spot you want to swell. Yeah. But uh, he, he promoted alternate, alternate, alternative crops to cotton. And methods to prevent soil depletion. That's good, though. So that's good. That's I mean, the man's smart. I, I give it to him. If you if you can well, take because I mean, if you look at the Dust Bowl and part why part of that happened is because they were they were just planting the same thing over and over and over and depleted just so much of the right part of part of what contributed to it was just the crops just depleted so much nutrients out of the out of the, the topsoil and they couldn't nothing it, that crop wouldn't grow anymore because it, it right. didn't have any didn't have the nitrates and the nutrients that it needed and then i mean extra winds and crap happened and they created part of that's part of what created that situation well i'm sure he was probably uh descendant of slaves that's why he wanted something that was an alternative to cotton Maybe that could you have know, been motivation. I think it has a lot of motivation to it, and I think he did it with peanuts. It said here it says uh, um, alternative to cotton, such as peanuts and sweet potatoes. So he really helped them try to figure out how to grow that for uh, to help with uh, soil depletion. Well, I mean, because now now a common method is is you can you can do two a couple seasons of one crop and then you alternate to it to a different crop because certain plants put nutrients in and certain plants take take them out right right right. so when you alternate them then it's like you're putting the stuff in one plant is putting the stuff in the ground that next season you're going to need for that other plant to take out and then that same one is putting other nutrients in and other stuff it's just rotating the soil right. and just creating a longevity for for your your farmland itself so I think I, mean, I don't know a whole lot about how I don't that either. goes, but uh, the man's smart. I'll give him that, and he SMRT. did help. He helped out a lot. A lot of farmers need to thank uh, George Washington Carver for just creating that method to where you have less. Is there anything else that he did? Because I swear I know that name for something. There's else. more that he did. Uh, I think his greatest invention was peanut butter, though. If you look him up, I'm pretty sure that was I his greatest. Peanut, invention. I love peanut butter. On I love pancakes. peanut butter on everything. Peanut butter is good. You're looking him up right now? Yeah. George Washington Carver. I could go for some peanut butter right now. Heck yeah. Peanut butter sounds good. Peanut butter cups. For shizzle. Oh, peanut yeah. Ice cream. Love peanut butter cups. Oh, so peanut butter cups and your eggs. Uh, and eggs? 
<laughs> that's on 50 first dates oh my god no yeah that's gross I'm hungry. Yeah, me too when you, you hear uh, my stomach rumbling when he first when you adam sandler no. when he shows up shows up to the diner and he's he's talking and then the lady asks him do you want some breakfast oh no i had i had some pe- i had a peanut butter cup <clears throat> and then she yells to the guy <laughs> she yells to the guy get him some spam and eggs and he's like you want for me to put peanut butter cups in your eggs yeah. <laughs> he's funny. smiling at him the guy with the face tattoo and the big cleaver. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> what's it say about george washington carver say so what was he famous for just agriculture extension in alabama founded industry research lab just just what you already said I don't know why I'm thinking. I'm pretty sure he invented peanut butter. I think that's his greatest invention. Something like that. Yeah, his big thing was soil depletion. That's what Wikipedia says. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not finding anything else that I'm like. He invented a lot of shit that was based with peanuts. I know that. And he was big with, I guess, it's with the agricultural community promoting alternative crops and methods to prevent soil depletion. Because that's right. that whole soil depletion. That's that's a big thing. Like I was saying with the Dust Bowl, that era. I mean, there are obviously Great Depression having a lot of a lot of other things happen, but the wind, like out here with the wind being so crazy. But if you deplete everything in that soil and you can't grow anything, and it's just <laughs> just dirt. What, what does that wind do now? What's going to happen? Right. I think he saved a lot of agriculture. Huge dust storms. He made the country better when it came to that shit. Because even just a small amount of grass covering just just like the the, the grasslands and everything we have out here, if we didn't have that much grass, just, just even even hibernating grass just almost or almost dead grass is just holding on to that dirt. Right. The wind blows and, and something's there to hold the soil down. Yep. Soil depletion was a huge, huge thing, I believe. So great inventor. Yeah. Deserves to be up there. I think so. I think so too. I think he helped a lot of America. I don't know if maybe, I don't know if that, that. Maybe not number five, but I'm sure there's other things that he invented. But I mean, just inventing ways to prevent soil depletion and develop sources of products made from peanuts. Uh, Till now, we didn't think it was a big deal, but people are allergic to peanuts and there's a lot of stuff that has peanut base in it. Um, that's number five, George Washington Carver. Number four, Tim Berners-Lee. Widely known as 10 inventor of the World Wide Web. Really? I'm guessing as the inventor of the World Wide Web. Tim Berners-Lee made the first communication between an HTTP client and server through the internet in 1989. Wow. He is associated with various organizations such as the W3C and the World Wide Web Foundation and has received the knighthood too. Cool. The father of the internet. Born in London, England. He's Sir. Sir Tim Berners-Lee. Yeah, don't forget the Sir. He was knighted by the Queen. That's pretty cool. And that oh, has... Because uh, created the internet. I mean, I'm reading you uh, bios off... The World Wide Web. Because of him. Because of him. He invented it. He invented a way to put all this information out there for all of us. He invented a way for us to upload this so you could listen to it. Yeah. It's all on the internet. It is all on the internet. A very intelligent man, I guess. Yeah. Uh, computer scientist and inventor of the World Wide Web, Tim Berners-Lee, number four. 
I think he deserves to be up there. It's come a long way since uh, he, it created, really has. he invented it. I mean, and that's like one thing we were talking about with all these inventions. These old, old, old guys that invented shit. It's always been improved, but it's the same concept. Yeah. So inventing the internet, it's just there, but it's always improved on. There's yeah. ways to make it faster, but I mean, he more that that create he was he's basically contributed. He he developed that space because without that without creating that space, like the the he said the HTTP server. Yeah. He, I mean, he, you still have to create that space. Like when you type in, you used to have to type in HTTP HTTP slash colon right, www right. dot and then the website, <clears throat> and it would have to access that information. So he he did the first communication between him and that server. Right. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Um, that's number four. Tim Berners Lee, the inventor it's of pretty the high up there. web. Yeah. It's pretty high up there. Uh number three. Bum bum bum. Last three. Top three. Top three. Top three we're inventors. At the, at the podium. We're at the podium. Coming in third place, bronze medal. This, uh, this guy was a scientist, inventor, and engineer. He is credited with inventing the first functional telephone. Alexander? Alexander Graham Bell. Nice. He is also credited with co-founding America's major telephone company, AT&T. Oh, really? Which has been going strong since 1885. Dang. Did not know that. Bell's later life was marked by his groundbreaking work in aeronautics, hydrofoils, and optical telecommunications. He was also an ardent supporter of compulsory sterilization. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I think that's well-deserved. Inventor of telephone and co-founder of American Telephone and Telegraph Company. I did not know that's what AT&T stood for. American Telephone and Telegraph? Yeah, hmm. I did not know that. I didn't either. American Telephone and Telegraph Company. That's what AT&T stands for. Cool. That is fucking cool. I didn't realize they've been around since 1880. 1885. 85, jeez. 1885-T's been around. It's been a company since 1885. Hmm. That's crazy. I didn't know that. I'm glad we use AT&T. I'm kind of happy had, about it now. I swear we had a company like when I was a kid our telephone service was Pacific Bell. Yeah, I that think. used to be a big one. Yeah, and then they and then because of monopolies and stuff, they were forced to break up and split into other companies. But I think I think Pacific Bell was a was a telephone company that we had when I was a kid. That, that was a big one out on the West Coast. Yeah, California Pacific Bell. Yeah, that was a big one out there. What was the one? Uh, uh, there was another one out in this area. Uh, maybe it was Pacific Bell. Guy up on my route used to work for him. Yeah. Used to put in telephone lines and stuff. An older guy that lives up there. That's cool. I can't remember who he worked for. I think I want to say it was Pacific Bell. He worked for him out here. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I'll have to ask him sometime. Um, he he don't listen to podcasts. I'm sure. So you never know if he's listening <laughs> to us or not. But Alexander Graham Bell, credited with inventing the telephone, and co-founder of American Telephone and Telegraph Company, AT&T. AT&T. That's pretty cool. That's, That's pretty cool. cool. And they're still around. Yep. Uh, he was born in Edinburgh, Scotland. Scotland. I didn't know that he was Scottish. I didn't either. Um, he's also a Pisces. Ooh. I don't know why we didn't know that, but that's okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's on there. 
Uh, birthday, uh, 18, March 3rd, 1847, died August 2nd, 1922. But that's number three, Alexander Graham Bell. Well, who's our silver medalist? Great number inventor. Everyone's heard of him too, Alexander yeah. Graham Bell. Uh, number two, I say the name, you know who it is. So I'm not going to tell you the name. I'll tell you what he invented. You'll know who it is. Okay. Um, he's a co-inventor of this. Uh, he was he was an aviation pioneer who, alongside his brother Wilbur, built and flew the world's first Orville successful right? motor-operated airplane. Yeah, that's a big one. The Wright Flyer, a heavier-than-air aircraft. That was the Wright Flyer, uh, was a heavier-than-air aircraft. The three-axis control system developed by the brothers remains standard on fixed-wing aircraft of all kinds. Didn't I know that? Orville also served on the board of the National Advisory Committee to Aeronautics, the NACA. Co-inventor of the first successful airplane. In, in, where did that happen? Uh, Kitty Hawk. Kitty Hawk, yeah. Down in North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina, that's right. It was out on. Kitty uh, Hawk was the only thing coming to my brain. I'm like, oh. What are the bays out there? What do they call that? What's that show they did? They were bicycle. They, they. Had a bicycle shop first, didn't they? Yeah, they uh what what's that what's that uh the Outer Banks. That's where Kitty Hawk is. It's on the Outer Banks okay. of North Carolina. Yeah. We talked about that on They our, named a uh, ship they named a ship after that, didn't they? Over, I wanted to uh, say we, we talked about that on our vacation episode. Oh, okay, Outer Banks. Because you talked about the Outer Banks on there and we talked about you could visit the museum yeah. where Kitty Hawk took place. Or or in Kitty or in Kitty Hawk where they flew the first successful airplane. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty well deserved because a lot of people said they were crazy. That, that yeah. nothing that heavy, it, you can't you can't fly in the air. And, and, look at you look at birds and they're light. Their and the bones three are axis hollow. control system they used is still used on fixed wing airplanes. Yeah, today, still used the exact same design, still used today in fixed wing aircraft. That's cool. And you see them fly over here all the time. They're the ones that dust crops and shit. Yeah, all them fixed wing airplanes, uh, little Cesslins and shit. I mean that's that's pretty amazing, and I believe he deserves to be at number two because pretty high up there. That invention mm -hmm. alone has connected the world more than any other invention. I think. Yeah, it has. As far as uh, economics go, and shit like that, agriculture, economics, uh, resources, it's connected us. The plane. So much. There's been a lot of applications for the plane. There has, but this one was the first ever, and it's the standard application for especially fixed wing aircraft. So that's, I don't know, I think he deserves to be up there, number two, Orville Wright. Well, what's number one? The gold medal, the gold medal of all inventions. First coming in on first place. Gold medal, first place, top of the podium, holding his country's flag, which is an American flag. He was born in Milan, Ohio in 1847, died October 18th, 1931. Inventor of the phonograph, motion motion picture camera, an early version of the electric light bulb, Thomas Edison, number one inventor of all time. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Described as America's greatest inventor, Thomas Edison's legacy is an everlasting one. He was the first to help make the incandescent light bulb commercially viable, even though he was not the first inventor of it. Quadruplex telegraph phonograph, motion, motion picture camera, 
and the alkaline storage battery are some of the many innovations that made him a worldwide phenomenon and icon. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I believe he does deserve to be number one because look at this. I pulled up this other, uh, I, I snapshot a picture of this. Um, so I was looking up the top 20 <laughs> greatest inventors of all time, right? I was looking it up and I was pulling through it. And then I looked at the questions, you know, it says people ask, people also ask. So I looked at the, uh, I pulled the first question down and it says, who is the greatest inventor of all time? And I pulled it down and it says with 19 or with, uh, with 1093 us patents registered. Wow. Under his name, Thomas Alva Edison was possibly the most serious inventor and businessman ever. Starting his career in the telegraph industry in 1863, he contributed to modernizing electricity and its applications throughout his life. That's pretty good. I mean, electricity and just, just like you said, modernizing those, those, those inventions and and halfway inventions is huge because nobody could figure out how to, I mean, that the light bulb, maybe yeah. maybe there was a partially working version. I mean, he really figured out how to how to commercially produce yeah. the light bulb and make the light bulb stable. And getting that into everybody's homes, I mean, that helped the, the our quality of living went up a lot oh, for sure. Because then light bulbs, you could see you could see better. I mean, because I mean, how how, how often were people, people's eyes going bad because they were straining, straining their eyes? Yeah. For sure. I mean, at night. And then just. How many fires were caused by oil lamps? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then off gas of, of those lamps that helped eliminate, possibly eliminate some of those those uh, diseases or those things that happen. Just being able to see, being able to converse with people and, and see in a safer way. Yeah. And not, not have a freaking lantern fall over and light your house on fire. Yeah. Um, just, just the modern convenience of light. And electricity, it, it, and that paved the way for plumbing. That paved, I mean, I I would argue that it paved the way for plumbing. It paved the way for, um, like your your running water in your house. Just those modern conveniences of, of it got the ball rolling. Made it easier. Like that. It made it easier to dig coal out of the ground. You could see where the guys were going. They could see what they were hitting. Yeah. It made it easier to see at night driving a car when the cars were first built. It made oh, yeah. it easier made things to. Safer uh, at night to tell your parent your parents say be the fuck home before the street lights come on yeah or it was an alarm clock to be alarm home clock. at a certain oh, time the lights you know? are coming the on lights are on we're back home the applications of the light bulb and not even that just everything else the guy did 1093 us patents under his life you know under his uh you know abilities or whatever yeah. his inventions yeah that is a, a massive amount of patents and I mean, he was a wealthy businessman. And he that made list, very that smart. list that you had, how how big was that list? Was that like a hundred people, top hundred? Um, it had to have been a hundred because I went down to like eighty five to see how far it was going down. Yeah, so it had to be the top list of a hundred people. Because there's some people on there that I think shouldn't be on there or shouldn't be well, as that, high up. No, I just think there's some people that we didn't talk about that could be on there. Like, uh, like who? Like uh, more more modern things and more modern inventions. So I'm going to go, I'm going to scroll way down and we'll see it was all the way down at the bottom. Honey. 
all that that's coming through that's making the springs on that mic stand vibrate so every time you put anything down i can hear it through the microphone <laughs> i don't know how much of that's going to come through the recording but just so you just so you know um but i think there's some some newer people and then even older older people um like like with when the u.s first started alexander hamilton created a lot of things he he is the big pusher and the promoter of america's state bank so let me uh that's pretty big i'm gonna name off a few people i'm just gonna run through the list it goes down to 90 90 so i'm gonna run through the list real quick and we'll see where if they should be up near the top okay so thomas midgley jr i don't know uh great inventor uh he was a mechanical and chemical engineer um played a key role in the development of leaded gasoline okay and chlorofluorocarbons whatever that is uh let's see what this guy this guy developed fm radio and the stereo heterodin receiver system whatever that is edward howard armstrong that's pretty good james chadwick discoverer of neutron he must have discovered the neutron hmm. okay yeah the nature of atomic nucleus um let's see uh ernal rubik is there anybody that you can think of that that should be on that list um, maybe instead maybe not, so you have to keep scrolling is there anyone that you can think of that you might put on that list that top 100 um Maybe Alexander Kalichnikov developed the greatest semi-automatic and automatic firing weapon of all time. And he's it not changed the, one, the way wars are fought. He's not the one that developed the AK-47. Alexander Kalichnikov, the AK-47. Yeah. Okay. The AK-47. That's why it's called the AK-47. AK, yeah, In 1947, yeah. he developed the Alexander Kalichnikov. Super reliable. Very reliable, and I mean, it changed could, the way wars are fought. You could throw that sucker in the mud, pull it out of the mud, and shoot away. Yeah, and it changed the way that wars were fought, and it changed the way that people built weapons. Larger capacity. Yep. Small, small bullet, but very destructive. Yeah. Anybody else? Um, I, I can't really think of anybody else. I don't like. I don't know. I like, said I mentioned earlier Alexander Hamilton. I'm trying to see if he's on here. I mean, he he created a lot of things. He he his development with with um because he was a, he was uh, he's one of the founding fathers of the United States. But he was I'm trying to trying to put my thoughts together on that on um the like so the Const constitutional convention he was a member he was invited to the constitutional convention and he proposed a whole s diplomatic system of government <coughs> that a lot of what he proposed we adopted as as our our form of government today right he he right. pushed to create a bank he pushed for his 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 economic system is is what uh, produced a lot of money for the United States in the early stages because the United States basically our whole debt program, I believe, was was his idea. Right, purchasing other state debt to create a credit system and our, to basically boost us in the level of economic status. Who was this again? Uh, Alexander Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton. Um, I believe he. I believe he's the one who created the Coast Guard. 
Could be. That was his. I believe that was his thing. I want to know who invented the grabber. The, gra <laughs> the grabber. Yeah, that's a, a great invention for short people. Yeah. We talked about that last night. That's a good invention. So, yeah. so, I mean, so is a step stool. So a step stool? Step stool on a ladder. Well, this is this this is my step ladder. I never knew my real ladder. <laughs> yeah, right. Another yeah. great inventor, and a lot of people won't call it. I, I guess he's not really. He's a he's an imagination inventor. Let's call him that an imagination inventor. Okay, Stanley. Stanley. He invented oh, yeah. Marvel Comics. Creator. His, his created, concepts. invented whatever you want to call it. You know. His yeah. concepts of characters and the way they've opened imaginations and made people just the majority of of Marvel comics was yeah. cre his uh, characters, all of the famous all the famous yeah. ones were he invented created by them him, all. and uh, he is he's changed a lot of lives with that. He's brought a lot of people together. Yeah, a lot of people that didn't have anybody else around that understood them that followed comics also. And there's a lot of really, really famous people that are comic book fans. I think good business people who could be on that list is like, um, um, shoot. I just blanked on his name. That's okay. <laughs> Steve Jobs. Yeah. Well, he was going to, he was going to be my next person that I Bill, mentioned. Bill Gates. Bill Gates is who I was thinking of. Cause I mean, he purchased, he purchased the windows program, the basic windows program. The operating system itself for ten thousand dollars and he created he he helped develop that into what we know today yeah what I about mean, jeff bezos yeah he's somebody i was going to mention also steve jobs was definitely a visionary he wasn't necessarily a huge inventor he wasn't a computer programmer um he had he had steve wozniak for that but he's on the list steve wozniak steve is. wozniak yeah yep co-founder of app or yep. uh co-founder of apple of apple yeah so he was the he was the the technical brains behind behind that that production. He was the one helping create the op, the actual. Well, they didn't create an operating system. They actually used Xerox's Xerox. I believe it was the operating system from Xerox, and they used stuff from HP. Um, because uh, Steve Jobs was actually under contract with HP, and that one that first computer that they created using the Xerox operating system, they had to show that to HP. Hewlett Packard right. back in the day before they started making printers and stuff, but they had to because he was under contract with them, so anything he created was theirs. They owned it, so they produced. They showed it to him, and they're like, they laughed at him and said, "Well, nobody's going to want that." And then it blew up. Right. I mean, or, he created uh, started creating computers. Another good inventor that is on there that or that isn't on there that could have been on there was uh, Gerald Ford with the uh, assembly line. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he created the assembly line and made it made it faster to produce cars and easier to produce cars. You know, there, you notice there was nobody on there for inventing cars. No, there wasn't. There was a steam engine. There was a diesel engine. There was nobody on there. Mr. Hart, Mr. Harley, and Mr. Davidson, Davidson should be on that list. Or the guy that invented Indian choppers, or the guy that yeah. invented Zephyr, the guy that invented the Zeppelin. Yeah, those guys could be. I on mean, that list. they're not used anymore. I think most of these, uh, most of these um, invention inventors that we talked about today, the stuff they invented is still applicable applicable to today's world. Yeah, and I think it's, that's why they're at the top of the list because their shit is still used today. Yeah, regardless of how old they are, or where when they died, lived, whenever. But I mean, they're still Bill, still used. Today. Bill Gates and Steve Jobs changed computers completely. Right. Well, I mean, the guy, the one guy, 
on there that is still alive. I think he's still alive. Let me go. Oh, back you said Steve Wozniak is on that list. Steve Wozniak's on the list, but he's way down there. We didn't have him on the top that's a, at all. That's okay. I mean, he developed a whole computer. I mean, he was he's a computer programmer. He learned and he developed uh, a programming system. Tim Berners Lee, the guy that invented the World Wide Web, he's still alive. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, he's not dead yet. So that's the only guy on that whole list. But I mean, without alive. guys like Steve Jobs and and Steve Wozniak to create a computer pro, uh, a company and a and a computer itself, he has no way to invent the World Wide Web. There's no way, well, right. there's no way to access the World Wide Web. Right, right. right. He made Steve Jobs and um, Bill Gates. They made it super easy to access the home using a home PC. Using and a and an actual interface program, the the Windows platform was super user friendly. I mean, you had Windows, you had you had little clickable. You use the mouse and you click on this and it opens up. You you because I mean before that you had to you had to you had MS DOS and crazy programs like that. You actually had to type in a directive. You had to type in a command, a long form command, to get the computer to display the information that you needed. And that right. was complicated. Not everybody could figure that out. I mean, Windows comes around and it's it's a system of windows. It's a system of cascading windows and <laughs> just uh, icons that you could just visually see. You see a little little globe with a little circle thing around it. And it's like, oh, that's the internet. You double click on that and it takes you to your favorite porn sites. <laughs> I mean, or, or I whatever. And this I mean, podcast. I mean, really, porn and pirated music was the first JK, big, was the LOL. first. This is the first big stuff that was floating around the internet. Yeah. So now it's now it's I mean it's way more usable. It's way more. It's I mean, it's got a lot more uh, applications. I think I think most of the internet to me is knowledge. Yeah, that's a it's good the good source way of to find knowledge. You just got to make sure you're using like a .org or a .edu yeah. or <laughs> using using good sources. Don't use Reddit. <laughs> Yeah, as a knowledge based. No, because that's that's opinion based. That's a that's lot of, a lot of based, just yeah. throwing stuff around. Right. So, well, I, do, I, mean, I, I do. I do want to say on here. Uh, first off, who created YouTube? I don't know. That's an amazing invention. It is. Mark, I mean, it's a website. Mark but, Cuban invented one of the first social media platforms. The uh, the first um, um, streaming audio. Audio streaming audio. audio I forgot what the name was. Was that Pandora? No, it was. Uh, it was one of the big thing that he wanted to do was because I think it was Cubs fans were trying to listen to the game. Again, going back to sports. So, and he developed a streaming service where you could access the live game anywhere in the country, anywhere oh, in the cool. world. That's cool. That's one of the. That's one of the big things that it was. And, and he, what sold, he started with what eight thousand dollars, and then sold it for two hundred and fifty million. Yeah, sold then, it for a shit ton of money, and then bought the Mavericks, and now they're and worth then 5. Yahoo eight billion or something. Yahoo. He sold Yahoo. Yeah, that was one of his big big things. I think that's what he sold and used the money from Yahoo to buy the Mavericks. I think that's what he said in an interview, something like that. But either way, but a lot of great inventors. I haven't invented anything. I wish I could. I'm not smart enough for that. I think of shit, but I have no way to patent stuff. What? Oh, you invented four kids. You and your husbands. You guys are co-inventors of four kids. Creator. Three of them I really like. Creators. Four of them's eh, kind of sketchy. I like three of them most of the time. Yeah, the fourth one's kind of sketchy. Uh, but I do want to say, before we end this, happy birthday to Matt. Thank you. It is his birthday today. He's 41 years young. Still looks 41, probably looks 35, acts 
think I could, I could. Still likes to ride bikes and drive his car fast oh, and yeah. loud. I think I could pass for 33. You probably, maybe, maybe. You got a hat on. Kind of give you away. And my, my shaved head. With your straight bill tilted hat. Yeah, you might be able to. They'll be like, this dude's like 19. He's a punk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to say thank you to Matt's wife, Amanda. She finished my American flag crocheted. Crocheted. I'll say it right. She crocheted me a nine and a half by six foot American flag that she just finished and it took her almost a year to make. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck she's going to do now with her spare time. She's going to have so much time on her hands. She's going to be bored out of her mind. No, she's got four or five other blanket projects lined up already. None of them. None of them are going to be this cool. No. This is the coolest thing that anyone's ever handmade for me. That's pretty I sweet. I love it. We'll have to, we'll have to get some pictures. We'll have to get some pictures and, and we're gonna post get some on the pictures Instagram. And then we're going to fold it up the correct way with the stars up. And we're oh, going to nice. tuck the bottom of the flag and I'm going to take it home in a triangle. Yeah. We're going to fold that up. But uh, those are the top 20 inventors of all time. You know, I think Leonardo da Vinci should be on that too. He probably should be. You're absolutely right. A lot of them old guys. Uh, what? Because uh, I think who was his... Aristotle was the inventor of philosophy. Yeah, or the inventor of uh, uh, Magellan, isn't there? Magellan, well, psych- psychology. Yeah, you know, you got Magellan who invented navigation. Didn't he develop that little, that little? Uh, the one in your car says, "Take take a left now." No, you're that, going the wrong way, dumbass. What is the name of that thing that helped him navigate by the stars? It had that little telescope looking thing on it, and then had like a little. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. What's I know what you're talking about. It had a little half moon on it. Yeah, what's the name of that yeah. damn thing? I don't remember what it's called. Somebody, whoever developed that. That's the good. Dial of Destiny? <laughs> Close. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I know there's plenty of people that should be on this list. Uh, um, there's a lot of people on the list. Like I said, there's 90 people on that list. We there's some about great the top stuff 20 on that list. Inventors. And then we did honorable mentions for the top for 30 to 21. Then were the honorable mentions. We mentioned a few other people that are on the list. We gave you a few people that we think could be on the list in the top 100 of inventors. Uh, but like we said, the top 20 inventors that we had on there, their inventions are still used today. They're still applicable in today's society. They're still used. They're still uh, being redesigned and reconfigured to be used at a different level or smaller things. But they're still being used. And that's what makes their inventions so good and so great to be yeah. in the top 20 of the inventions there's a few of them on there were like why it is up there and then you read what they actually invented and you're like well goddamn i mean half the shit that's been invented wouldn't work without their invention yeah so yeah, it's, it's feasible to have a list like that like i said that is a list that is a list that i looked up and a list that i pulled off the internet and it's the list we went off of we could have used a million other lists but we just used that list. You know, and uh, who's that? Casey. James Casey. Is he an inventor? Yeah, he yeah, should be. James Casey. James well, Casey should be on there. He, he invented UPS. The messenger company? Yeah, he's the he's the original co-founder of UPS. Yeah. I don't know if he invented there. deliveries, but. No, but he developed, he created the company. Yeah, he created the company in August 28th, 1907 in Seattle, Washington, with a $100 loan from a friend. Yeah. And he started UPS. And last year, I've said it on the podcast a couple times now, they made $100 billion, billion dollars. profit last year. And we came to an agreement because they agreed. 
Yeah. Yep. They started mm-hmm. as the American Messenger Company, and then they merged with the American Merchant Company out of New York to create UPS. And I believe that was in 1917 or 1918. One of the two. And they merged with the American Messenger, or they, they started out as the American Messenger Service, then they merged with the American Merchant Service, and then they became the United Parcel Service. Um, and then they started out in Seattle, and they first moved to, I think it was Oakland, California. They opened up a center there. I think And started deliveries like, in like California. And then in 1954, they bought their first airplane and started air delivery. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, the rest is history. And now we both drive for UPS started and we buying, both make really good money. Started buying cars. And Amanda works for UPS and she makes really good money for a part-time supervisor. I mean, it's not bad money. And they pay us well. We got great benefits and, you know, a pension, 401k. They agreed to the terms. They agree, agree to the terms for more money. Uh, health insurance. I mean, they, they, they're saying right now after this contract goes in place, a top-tier driver with benefits and everything rolled in, it's about $170,000 a year that we make. Possibly. With not having with our, to pay health insurance. With how good our benefits is, it could be even more than that. It could be more than that. And it depends on how much you work, too. Like, yeah. The last two weeks, I've had a day off both yeah, weeks. And I need to step it up because my wife's yelling at me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I want to thank you guys for listening to this. I hope you enjoyed this list. I hope we gave you some good knowledge on it. Uh, I hope you learned something new every day. I hope like, we made uh, it fun. The American Telegraph and Telephone Company. AT&T, baby. What the shit? Yeah. I mean, who who knew that's what, it, is that what it was? The American Telegraph Telephone? Yep. The American Telegraph and Telephone Company is AT&T started in 1885. Nuts. What the fuck? I mean, who would have thought it? We had AT&T for a long time. Yeah. It's, it's a good company. I, I, I enjoy their service. I get service up north. That's the biggest thing to me. I didn't get service with Verizon up there and everywhere. But I can call anybody anywhere I'm well, up you there didn't, with AT&T. You didn't get service with AT&T up there for a little while. For a little while. And they put in a couple more towers. And now I get full service with AT&T. So it's helped out a lot. And I enjoy the company. Uh, if you have a different inventor that we didn't say that you think should be on the list. Uh, or you want to shout them out? You want to shout them out? DM us. DM us on Instagram. What's it on Instagram, we told, man? We told you earlier where. It's just opinion, all lowercase, opinions and buttholes. And if you want to shoot us an email and give us your gripes and complaints and tell us a different inventor, where's that at, opinions, man? Opinions and buttholes at gmail.com. Hit us up. DM us. Email us. Let us know what you think. Send us some hate mail. If you, yeah, send us some hate mail. Send us some, send, us some, send us some hate mail or send us some great mail. Let us know how we're doing. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a like. Give us a comment or something. If you're on Spotify, give us a like. Give us a follow. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell people to listen to us. This is, I mean, I know this isn't the most fun stuff to listen to, but it's content. It's something to get you through a boring car ride. This was a fun list. Or to get you through a boring day or to get you, to make you laugh a little bit or just to have fun, just to get some knowledge on stuff. You know, uh, we've had fun doing this. We're not going to stop doing this. We're going to keep doing it. Sorry for the malfunction earlier. We had 25 of the people. We got in a little depth on some of them. But uh, that's what happens when you're, you know, you don't have a studio. You're sitting I don't in know the living room happened, with though. a recording machine. Either, either way, we would still be using a yeah. recording device like this. I mean, yeah. Zoom Zoom makes good good yeah. equipment. I mean. I just, I think the, something happened with, I don't know, with the memory card. Just something. Something weird happened. But uh, I think that the the list we put out was knowledgeable. I think we had good discussion on most of the topics. Uh, 
Matt likes to get really techy, and when he gets techy, he's so cute. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what the fuck he says. It just makes sense to me because he's saying it. So we're good with that. But he loves the techy stuff. When he starts talking about Apple and uh, uh, Microsoft and all that stuff, you can see him just get excited because he's talking about it, and his hands are going, and he's explaining it. And I'm like, all I see is his hands moving and hearing Charlie Brown. That's the field that I but, thought. Uh, I, that's the field I thought I was going to work in. I started in right. high school working towards stuff. Like when I was 16, I was building computers. Right. So you've always been a techie guy. So you for, enjoy that at stuff. a company, like for a right. living at a company. There's not. There's not. Uh, like I said, Alexander Kalishnikov. That's the only uh, invention that I've actually kind of used is guns. I mean, yeah. I haven't used a whole lot of other shit. I mean, well, I use electric every day. I use the telephone every day, but uh, <clears throat> this was a fun conversation. The uh, I think I think somebody else that could be on there is maybe whoever developed the electric razor, yeah. or or the actual handheld like a handheld safety razor, yeah, a home sure. razor. What about Dana hair, White? You can cut your hair at home. Well, he's he's kind of like a Steve Jobs kind of person because he came into the UFC. And right it was already there it was he already there but he bought it present. and rebranded it and made it what it is today so i mean he, he did great with it yeah create making it what it is today because it was it was about to tank oh yeah if he wouldn't have stepped in it, it even it when he even when he bought it it was going to tank yeah until he did the ultimate fighter yeah it was forrest griffin and stefan bonner 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 yeah rest in peace are the reason dana white's successful yeah that first ultimate fighter they're them and uh josh koscheck and uh diego sanchez the nightmare mike swick them guys are the reason dana's successful yeah them are the that's people that still he going has a too. lot of respect for too. who's on that right now conor mcgregor's a and coach Michael Chandler. And, yeah and that's going to be a great fight when they fight yeah i guess there was some controversy with that there was one of the, <laughs> the last coaches challenge they challenged him to sit in an ice ice bath yeah and they were in there for like over a half hour that can cause nerve damage doing trivia cause, yeah, but that can cause damage. Yeah. Like I guess Dana White wasn't wasn't happy about that challenge. It was like He set it up. Well, I mean, with the way they ran ran it and just the kept going and going, somebody should have cut him off because sitting in the cold that long is gonna cause tissue damage and cause damage to your, your freaking organs and it can. Yeah. It'll it can mess you up. Yeah. Well, you're not, you're not won, supposed to do a cold plunge for that long. Connor won the challenge. Did he? Yeah, his his fighters all got ten grand apiece. Now he's never going to have feeling in his fingertips or toes ever again. Good. Fuck Connor. He's got enough money. He'll be all right. Make some great whiskey, though. At least when he punches people, he ain't going to feel it. Yeah. He does make some great whiskey. Proper 12. Shout out Proper 12. That's a good That's a good whiskey. Um, and it's good price point. Absolutely. Whiskey. Whoever figured that out. Let's <laughs> distill this down. Yeah, for sure. Right? Let's put this in a thing and let's put this, this here. Put this grain with this and... Bake, right. cook it in a whatever, however they make that. I mean, people who started making beer, yeah, throwing hops together. I mean, those are great inventions. Anheuser Busch. Just think, think about this. I'll I'll leave you with this. Everything that you use, everything that you wear, everything that you listen to, everything that you watch, everything that you ingest was invented by somebody started as an idea started as an idea got out on paper or or got in the universe somehow somebody had to run with it somebody had to develop it make it bigger better more more user-friendly more usable and uh cre they created a product or a brand right and it's been uh like uh the nike air jordan 
that movie Air Jordan. I heard that was a good movie. I heard it was a really good movie. It's got some good actors in it. I haven't seen haven't seen it yet. Yet. Um I'm sure I'll watch it. Keep talking for a minute. I gotta look up some quotes real quick. Look up some quotes? Yep. I don't know. What else do we got? I mean, these inventions, it, it it's I mean, it's people putting their ideas out and, and a lot of them end up shaping our nation, shaping our country, shaping our culture. So there's great inventions. And, and I would say, I mean, look stuff up. And if you think you've got a good invention, figure out how to, how to make it. Cause I mean, inventors, I would say inventors is, is one of the big things that drives our society forward. For sure. More For and sure. more. I mean, just, just getting those inventions out there that need you find that what is that disney movie robots or i robot whatever find a need fill it fill a need yeah you know what if you find if you if you know that people need something and you think you could develop something to fill that need that's really how these inventions came around that's perfectly said and it goes along with this quote okay and i'm going to end on this quote okay this quote is from plato oh and it says the mother of invention that's right. Is necessity. necessity. I don't, I've heard that quote. With that being said, it's the end of the episode. For opinions and buttholes. I'm Matt. I'm Jake. Be kind to everyone. Peace. Peace.